Hello and welcome to this episode 7 of the Social Skills Slash Conversation Strategies series. And today we're covering the topic of making connections or fast tracking your way to making connections with new people. And more specifically doing it with one magic word that's going to enable you to go fishing with the other person, not literally, but to go fishing for their values, their interests, their passions, so that you can find something that you can connect together with and establish a sense of familiarity with. And I was thinking about, because Valentine's Day is only a few days away, I was thinking what could be the most useful topic I could talk about today. What topic will give you the most useful information or insights that you could take into a date? Maybe you've got a date lined up already. Good for you if you do. But maybe you're only thinking about asking somebody out. But you're holding back because of your dating history. And you know that first dates are a disaster for you. And it goes wrong and it's awkward and it's embarrassing for you and maybe for the other person too. And why is it happening? Why is it embarrassing? Why is it awkward? Perhaps there's a lot of awkward silences and you don't know what to say and your small talk muscles are not strong. And so you're holding back because you know history is going to repeat itself. And while holding back might seem the right thing to do, if you haven't had a conversation with yourself and ask yourself, what am I going to do different this time round that's going to break the mould, break the pattern of these disasters on, on, on these dates? And, and you're, you need to have that conversation. Otherwise, the next date will follow the same pattern. That's almost for certain. So you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do different this time? But if you do hold back and you don't go on the date, then at the same time, you're missing a potential opportunity for a new relationship or even just to have a a new friend and to be able to build up a friend network for the future. So by constantly holding back, your your life is, is being poorer for it, unless you are really a lone wolf and you do enjoy that. But because you're watching this live stream, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing that you're looking for the connections, the friendships, the relationships. And so for that reason, I was debating between two topics and which could best help you out in the eve of Valentine's Day. And as I'm thinking about this, in the background was a show on the TV called Celebrities Go Dating. And I mentioned this because something very interesting, something very relevant happened. So if you've never watched this show, very basically, the format is this. They have a couple of dating professionals and then they invite celebrities on the show to go out on dates. And then these celebrities come back and they get feedback from the professionals on how they're doing, how they can improve on their dates, etc. That is a general overview of how this program works. And so one particular celebrity had been on a number of dates and the professional was getting a bit frustrated with him. And he decided he's going to share some feedback. It was very honest, um, a little bit tough love, you might say. And he was going to share this feedback to the profession, uh, to the celebrity. 
Now, the celebrity didn't take this feedback well at all. In fact, he was very angry about it. But the feedback was this. The professional told him that he was being selfish. He was His conversations were always surface level, always very shallow. He gave nothing of himself away. And, and so in this, uh, the professional's own, own words, he said that we know a lot more about the other celebrities, but when it comes to you, we still don't know anything about you. Your conversations, your small talk on your dates is very shallow, very surface level. And this made the celebrity very angry. He was not happy about this at all. And so he went away to calm down. And in another scene, you see him talking to his father and, and sharing this, this negative feedback and looking for a little bit of sympathy, maybe. And then in another scene, you hear him complaining again. But this time, is complaining. And this is what's interesting, because he couldn't see the connection between his feedback and what he was complaining about. But for a, a, an impartial observer, I could see the connection instantly. And what he was saying was this. He was complaining that on all the dates he'd been on, he was simply not making any con connections. And he was frustrated by this. But he couldn't see the link between his inability to make connections with people and this feedback that said that his conversations were all shallow and surface level. And of course, if you keep your small talk at this level, if you don't share anything about yourself, then you're never going to get to those deeper levels of conversation and find those connections. So that I found that interesting. I think it's relevant to the topic today. So we're going to explore making connections. And it's not a deep topic. We're not going to get really deep into it. It's, it's, it's quite a simple thing, really, when, when you really look at it um, from a top-down view. So connections and new people. So for me, I like to think of it in this way. I'm a visual person. So when I'm with a new person, I initially see them as static not in a bad way, but for me, the concept, the idea of small talk, and I say this as somebody who used to hate small talk in the past, and I hear a lot of people also saying the same thing. I hate small talk. I just want to get to the big stuff, the interesting information, the, the, the interesting topics. Let's cut out the small talk. But for me, the process of small talk is like a tuner on an, on, on an old radio um device so you start off with a static there's there's nothing coming through and then you have to tune the dial until you find a frequency until you find a radio station so for me the small talk is that process of tuning your way through the static until you found your way onto the same level the same frequency as the other person and you do this by of course you start out with a close question let's imagine you're now on a first date you you're in a nice restaurant you've introduced yourselves to each other and now you're in that zone of asking each other's questions to learn about each other and that's what it's all about especially on a first date you want to learn about the other person their family what they do for a living what their hobbies and passions are etc so you you're looking to find out about them to know if they're a 
a person that could be compatible with you, whether you, they have interests that you're also interested in so that you can have a connection on, on, on a specific topic such as, well, let's say, for instance, fishing. So you, you ask questions. What do you do for a living? What are your hobbies? And these are closed questions. So you, if the other person is anxious or the, their, their own social skills are, are low, they might just give you a one word response. So you might say, What's, what do you do for, your, for a living? And they might say, well, I, I work in an office. And that's it. That's all, that's all you might get. And it may be that they don't want to talk about the job because they don't like it. But let's say you ask about their hobbies and they say, oh, I like fishing. And that, that might be it. That's all you might get. So because they're nervous as well and their, their mind might have gone blank, they might, might be experiencing that brain fog. Um, and so you, you, you have to be a little bit aware of this. It's, it's a very pressurised situation, a first date, and, and the spotlight is on you and you, you're trying your best to give a best first impression. And so you're both anxious and both under pressure and you watch TV shows and movies and they often give a false impression of what people should be like, what the bar should be. Um, in movies, you see people with smooth dialogue. Nobody gets interrupted. Nobody does does these ums and ahs. They don't repeat themselves, etc. The dialogue is very clean and very snappy and very funny. You know, when you watch these these US um, TV shows, these sitcom shows, it's, it's very funny. But of course, all the dialogue is scripted beforehand and it's highly polished by a team of writers. You don't have anything like that behind you. you it's just you on the spot in the moment. So if, you, if you've got a lot of negative self-talk, then don't be so hard on yourself. The other person is experiencing the same thing, even if you can't actually see that. So they may be feeling a lot of stress as well. So you may only get a one or, or just a very few word response to your question, and then it might get bounced back to you. Or you may, in fact, be the one giving a very short response and then asking the question back. And when this happens, the topic of conversation dies very quickly. And you don't get to that deeper level. You don't find the connections. So what's this magic one word that you can use to find those connections and, and delve deeper? Well, it's very simple. You ask somebody what your hobby is, what your passion is, and they say, well, it's fishing. I enjoy fishing or I, I enjoy poker. I enjoy online poker, whatever it is. And then they stop. And so you can now ask them why? Not, not in an interrogatory sense, of course, but in a sense of, oh, that's interesting. Why, why fishing? Why poker? What, what attracted you to that? What, what first got you interested in that? It's the why. Why is that your hobby? Why is that interesting to you? And this one word, this three-letter word, can apply to any answer. So you might ask somebody where they come from or where they live, and they might say, well, I, I come from London, or I come from Cheltenham, wherever it is. And you can say, why? But not, not just like that, not a cold, hard why. But, oh, Cheltenham, why do you come from there? And they they might have been born there, so it might, might sound a little bit silly. But of course, 
they may have moved there and and it might be interesting to find out why they've moved there and now you might be finding out why they moved there and the reasons why you might other information might start coming to the surface of why they moved there maybe they moved there with their parents or maybe they moved there for a job i once went to ireland for a job interview and this was just before the 7-11 attacks and I was going for a computer programming job. It was an open day, 20 other people on this open day and I was one of the lucky two that got chosen. Unfortunately, after the 7-11, all the IT jobs seemed to dry up overnight so I didn't get it. But if I had got that job, then I would have moved to Ireland for this job and I would have lived there in this little town and that would have been an interesting story if somebody asked me, oh, why do you come from there or why do you live there? And, and I've got a, an interesting little backstory as to why I live there. And so you see this one little word enables you to, to go below the surface and, and find the information behind why somebody does something or why they're interested in something. Why do you come from there? Why are you living there? Why is that your passion? Why is that your hobby? Why do you do that for a job? Now, when it comes to jobs, a lot of people maybe don't like to talk about it, but it is a common topic to ask. But maybe somebody is doing a job purely to pay the bills. It's not something they enjoy. Maybe that's you and you, you don't like being asked what you do for a living. And that may be a reason that you use to avoid socialising in the first place because you're so self-conscious about the job that you do that you want to avoid situations where you get asked about it. If you're a very shy person, you have social anxiety, this may be true for you. I speak from experience um, in, in my deep, dark past. Um, this will be something for me. I've done some jobs that I really didn't like and a few jobs that I really, really didn't like. Um, these days, they, they make up a part of my history, um, and some of them are, are very good little anecdotes that I'll share in, in future live streams. So you have to be a little bit conscious of when you ask somebody what they do for a living, if they only give you a short reply, it may be because they don't want to talk about it. And so you have to be a little bit congruent with their body language, and, and get a sense of whether they are, they, they might be willing to open up further about it. But if you see closed body language, you get a sense that they might not want to talk about it, then don't press them on that particular subject. But if, if you don't want to, if you do want to explore it further, then go with the fishing word. Why? why? Why do you do that job? And they may say, well, it's just to pay the bills, but this is what I want to do. This is what I'm aiming towards. And this is a strategy you could use too if you're in a job you don't want to talk about you can say well this is what i do for a living but i don't enjoy it it's only there to pay the bills in the short term this is what i'd really like to do and then you can get into another why oh why why would you like to do that what interests you about that what first attracted you to that vocation etc so why opens a lot of doors and of course you've got the wise teammates, you know, the what, why, how, when, etc. So these are all enabler words that enable you to go fishing for connections. And when you find connections, 
it's because you're going below the surface, the, the shallow top end of the conversation, and you're finding people's interests and you're looking to see whether they resonate with your own interests. And so now you've got something, some compatibility, some familiarities, similarities that you can both talk about and share stories because a good conversation is really just an exchange of anecdotes. And when you get into that zone, that's when you know you're in the flow state and you're having a good conversation and you're having a good date. Now, of course, you might not find those connections and that's okay. The other person might not be for you. You might not be for them. But at least if you've died for those connections and, and you've put in a little bit of work, you've tuned through the static and you've and you, and you looked for their frequency. If you've not found it or it's the connection is not good, then at least you know. But if you always stay at the surface level, then you never know and you miss an opportunity. But if you, if you get there, then you might find that connection and good things come out of it. Maybe a relationship, relationships lead to other things. But unless you got over that initial bridge in the first place, you're not ever going to get to that bigger, better stuff. So that's it. That's that's my topic for today on fast tracking connections. Very simply, you know, why do you do that? What what interested you about that? What makes what makes that interesting to you? How does that topic or that hobby make you feel? And when you ask this, they connect with good feelings that they associate to their hobby. And now you've got them feeling good about their hobbies and their passions. And you could also say, oh, wow, yeah, my hobby makes me feel that way too. And now you've got the basis for a connection on, on a feelings level. So you see how we're looking for making connections and we're doing it through the process of small talk. And that's why small talk is so important and why it should be a main topic in schools. But it's not. But it should be because you need small talk in everyday situations. I don't necessarily need geography in everyday situations or history, but I do need small talk almost every day unless I'm, I'm not ever going out. So that's small talk. And that's my feelings on the importance of small talk and why these days I don't hate it anymore. I only ever said I hated it because I was no good at it. But when you do get good at something, then you start to enjoy it. And I want you to start enjoying the process of small talk as you grow and get better at it. Okay, that's all I've got for this live stream today. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's on a live stream or the podcast. I'm happy that you joined for this one. I hope my delivery is getting better. There's less fluff, less padding, and I'm I'm meeting my own goal of, of, of cleaner communication, and that's my own personal goal through these live streams, and I hope I've met that today. If you like the live stream, go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream, sign up, and you get access to all the previous live streams, PDFs that go with the live stream so that you can download it and print it off, have it as a reference or just upload it to your phone so that you've got a quick reference to guide um, to the conversation strategies that we do once or twice a week. And it's all there. And you've also got access to, uh, to any workshops that we run for conversation super strategies if you really want to accelerate your way forward um, in, in your progression of developing social skills and, and your small talk abilities. Thank you very much. I'll see you on the live stream. 
next time. Bye for now.